Kia ora and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey for the Kaka. This is my daily podcast that goes out with an email newsletter via Substack, which is called the Kaka. And I look at housing affordability, climate change and child poverty through the lens of looking at the political economy in Aotearoa and what's happening globally. The big news today is what the Reserve Bank has just done. Yesterday, the Reserve Bank increased the official cash rate by 75 basis points to 4.25%. That was pretty much expected, and that wasn't the really surprising part. The surprising part was the Reserve Bank increased its forecast peak for the official cash rate to 5.5% by quite early next year. So most people are now expecting another 75 basis point hike Uh, next February and another 50 basis points soon after. The Reserve Bank is trying to create a recession and increase unemployment to 5.7% from the current 3.3% and it will do most of this through the next year to 18 months. That means by election time next year we will still have inflation over 6% but the Reserve Bank will have pushed up unemployment towards 5%, it'll be over 4%, and uh, will be trying to reduce activity in the economy. The Reserve Bank Governor Adrian Orr said yesterday to everyone, cool your jets. He said the economy was running too fast and it needed to be slowed down. So uh, the risk here is that the Reserve Bank is over-tightening and could run the economy into a brick wall. And in my view, I think this increases the chances of a change of government next year. Late yesterday, I spoke in a hoon with David McLeish from Fisher Funds and Jared Kerr from Kiwi Bank, just to chew over the fat about what the Reserve Bank had just done. Akoto Kato and welcome into a special edition of The Hoon, uh, the Monetary Policy Statement edition. Uh, plenty to talk about here and we've got two um, mad tragics and experts uh, with me today. David McLeish from Fisher Funds and Jared Kerr from Kiwi Bank. Uh, lovely to see you. Thank you very much for coming on on a busy day. David, um, what was your impressions of today's announcements, not just the actual rate changes, but the forecasts and the commentary. Yeah, g'day Bernard and g'day Jared. Um, great to be back with you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think probably in short, it's a, it's a wow. Um, it was a really big, um, shift, I guess, in the, in the bank stance. Um, I think it was pretty clear that we were going to get 75 basis points, uh, increase in the official cash rate. Uh, they delivered on that, but what they over delivered on was their, their hawkishness, as we like to call it in, in the industry, which is uh, one by uh, where they think they're going to have to do more uh, than what they had previously thought. So, and quite a lot more, um, about 140 basis points or 1.4% more than what they forecast they were going to need to do back in August. So it's a wow. Yeah, that's a huge move in that uh, forecast track. And it not only was bigger than their previous forecast, but bigger than what the markets were expecting. Jared, you know, how much of a surprise has this been for everyone? Yeah, it's, it's been uh, quite large. Uh, 
the movement in wholesale interest rates uh, reflected that almost instantly. We saw our two-year swap rate up over 25 basis points uh, immediately following the, the statement. And, and that reflects exactly what David said, that they've, um, they did have a peak in the OCR track at, at 14. They've lifted it to five and a half. Um, they obviously hiked the cash rate today to four and a quarter. So the big message is we've just slapped you with 75 basis points to four and a quarter, which is going to cause mortgage rates to rise. Oh, and uh, we've also going to slap you with another 125 basis points worth of hikes, which is going to uh, lift mortgage rates even further. So, yeah, we, we were surprised. Um, and it's not just the peak of the uh of the ocr it's how long it stays at that peak of five and a half and it goes well into 2024 so there's a very strong message there that not only are they taking rates to very tight levels but they're, go they're signaling that they're going to hold them there well into 2024 which i i, I don't actually think will happen but um that that's the message that they're they're um they're getting out there yeah, David, it's it's almost like the Reserve Bank is is um, brandishing its toughness to the markets and to the economy and saying, we're so serious about inflation, we're going to drive it into a recession next year. <laughs> That's how serious we are. What did you make of that recession uh, uh, forecast? And also, you know, they're seeing unemployment go up to 5.5% or so. Yeah, it's almost a bit of an unwritten rule that central bank don't forecast recessions um, because they don't want to be blamed for, you know, causing a big uptick in unemployment and people losing their livelihoods and uh, what uh, what comes from that. So, um, you know, it is quite a quite a bold step to say, you know, hey, we are essentially, we've got a, a dual mandate here, but we are solely and utterly focused on that one uh, part of the mandate, which is driving down inflation. If that means unemployment and the economy goes to pot, then uh, so be it. Um, and that's, you know, again, you're hearing it, um, you know, from both Jared and I, that it is a very strong message. I'd, I'd side with Jared on this one, though, that um, although they're talking tough, I do suspect that they will under deliver over the long term, um, just simply because I think that the damage that they will do to the economy um, will bring down inflation pretty blooming quickly, allowing them to be able to take their foot off the brake, or at least one of those feet, which are, are both firmly on the brake right now. Yeah, uh, Jared. The other interesting thing was uh, in the uh, um, details of the statement. The Monetary Policy Committee said that it had actually considered a 100 basis point increase, not just the 75. So the Reserve Bank has a, I suppose, a choice of doing something, moving the OCR now, and threatening to do something in future, which can have some impact as well. Could they have mm -hmm. chosen to um, swap it around so much? So speak a bit more loudly and have a slightly small stick instead of having um, a small stick and talking quite loudly. Yeah, well, I think today was was to bring out a bigger stick and also speak a lot louder uh, that, than they had, right? So it was clearly trying to whack financial markets in the right direction. Uh, they obviously want to see mortgage rates where the rubber hits the road higher. Uh, they know that a lot of Kiwis are rolling off fixed rates now, like right now, uh, over the next few months. So this is where the rubber hits the road. This is where the last year's worth of tightening really takes takes hold, that monetary lag. We've, we've gone through that now. 
Um, and I think over the next six months, we're going to see very weak uh, consumption in this country. And it's a global thing. There's a, there's a lot of uh, themes uh, happening here. You do have a Bank of England, you know, going out against what David said about about not calling recessions. That they've called a, a five-quarter recession uh, in, in the UK. And we're now expecting, you know, significant recessions uh, out of Europe and there's talk of a recession in the United States. And then you add those, uh, you know, economies together and you think, well, what does that mean for China? Well, that's, that's not great, right? Their largest export markets are, uh, are potentially in, in recession and, and China is already struggling uh, with their COVID-free policies. Uh, and a housing market clearly in retreat. And, and then you bring that all the way back down to little old New Zealand, the edge of the earth, looking up, going, well, our largest trading partner, China, is struggling. Uh, and the Northern Hemisphere, they're at large parts uh, in, in recession. So that global picture, I think, is quite important. Um, the fact that they talked about 75 versus 100, this is, again, thinking about what other central banks have done. You know, other central banks have been hiking by 100. Um, they opened up the door for us in October by saying, hey, look, we thought about 50 and 75. So as soon as we saw these inflation upsides, uh, you know, just about every economist said, well, they're going to do 75. Now they've given us this upside of 100, uh, just dangling it out there. Uh, it's in the back of our, our, our minds that if things continue to go in the wrong direction, namely on inflation, then geez, they may they may go by more. And I, I think that all part of the message is all part of talking tough. Um, they're hiking till it hurts and then they're hiking some more. Yeah, a big stick. And hey, we're going to come back with an even bigger stick maybe. Uh, um, David, yeah. um, uh, you, you're um, busy trading and investing in bonds all around the world. So you're keeping an eye on what all the central banks are doing. And one of the concerns that we're hearing, particularly from the emerging markets, is that all this very fast tightening all at the same time of the United States, not quite so fast, but Europe, certainly Britain, uh, um, New Zealand, uh, Australia, um, is going to potentially, you know, there's a risk here that everyone does it all at once and suddenly we've rammed the whole, whole thing against the wall and uh, the there's been a potential overreaction to the effects of the underreaction uh, a year or two ago on the inflation that in the, in the, I wouldn't call it a mad panic, but in the um, resolve to win back cre inflation flight fighting credibility, that central banks actually overdo it. What, what do you think the risks are that for that globally? Well, I think they're pretty high to be, to be honest, Bernard. Um, I really do. Uh, and I, I subscribe to a lot of what you just said as far as the kind of concerted and, and very aggressive tightening that central banks have done, again, probably to make up for being too loose previously through the pandemic. Um, but to be fair to them, there are a number of other factors outside of their control, which um, have, um, you know, kind of amplified the inflationary impulse that we've, that we've all been dealing with. Um, so it's not all their fault, but certainly the chances of what we would call a policy error or some form of mistake um, by going too far, tightening too far and and causing um, a bigger downturn than what is needed um, and fighting inflation through looking in the rear vision mirror, because really that is largely what I think they are still doing in many cases. Um, they're seeing headline 
you know, CPI or even core CPI numbers, which are very backward looking um, uh, numbers. And actually looking forward, I thought one thing was really curious um, that just gets me thinking, um, you know, the, the, when, when, when they were quizzed about what's changed between August and now, as far as the last MPS, given that unemployment and inflation in particular kind of stayed largely unchanged, um, yes, it hadn't moved necessarily in their direction, um, but nothing really had, had changed and therefore how did it justify a, a 140 basis point change in their, in their track for the official cash rate? Well, the answer was that inflation expectations have risen. I find that a little bit curious. Now, yeah, I, I, I saw the survey of business expectations and that did show an increase, but I also saw their own household expectations survey, which showed a decrease in inflation expectations. And in fact, five-year inflation expectations at the household level um, fell from 2.2% back down to two, their target. And that was just on the 15th of November. And then if I look at, you know, the, how the market, how the fixed interest market is, is pricing inflation expectations, well, they too are expecting inflation over the next five to seven years to be around 2%. Um, so, and this was all leading into and ahead of today's announcement. So I do find it a little bit curious that they've gone so aggressively when they are seeing a global economy slowing. They should be seeing a global economy slowing so quickly. And I don't actually think that inflation expectations have shifted higher, um, or at least not convincingly anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, the Reserve Bank is relying on a survey of economists and business leaders that, from my uh, recollection, is around the, the numbers of 20 to 30 people. Uh, and I know that this is a pretty informed market and um, you could argue a bunch of opinion leaders. Uh, but you're right. Um, the wisdom of the crowds in our bond markets are not quite so concerned about inflation. And Jared, I wonder too, when you look overseas at the big world's biggest economy, at the leading indicators of inflation, things like producer prices, uh, even early signs on rents, used cars, um, petrols, or gas as they call it over there, um, mm. you do wonder if there has been um, a, a, a failure of faith in the central bank's uh, analysis of leading indicators, and they've fallen back on the rear vision mirror as something they know. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, we have seen some some decent steps uh, in the right direction uh, on, on a number of key uh, economic indicators, um, particularly on on inflation, um, and you know just looking at where growth rates are likely to be uh, this time next year, and where we would think inflation would be this time next year it's it's a much weaker picture than it was uh six months ago much weaker uh central banks will win this fight uh on inflation um and at what cost well there's going to be recessions uh, even here in nz uh but to keep blindly tightening all the way up to five and a half percent i i I don't think it will happen. I think we'll find ourselves with a central bank that is getting more data um, by February next year that they'll start to, um, you know, focus a little bit more on the international, um, have a little bit more uh, room to move locally. Um, and I, I think we'll see a, a cash rate pe uh, peaking at, at 5% mm -hmm. if it gets to 5% five, 5 rather than 55 um, you know, I think a lot of the work has been done. It's coming through now and we're going to see it in six months time. 
The question now, though, I suppose, is do people um, who are translating these messages into retail interest rates, mortgage rates, so the banks and others, uh, are they going to go, okay, the Reserve Bank's telling us this, forecasting 5.5%, we just have to bite the bullet and pass it on? Or is there going to be some second guessing where people go, you know what, I still think it's not going to go that high and therefore I'm not going to pass on all of that uh, increase. I'm talking collectively across the banks. Um, because that was one of the things the Reserve Bank pointed out today is that the previous rises in wholesale rates haven't necessarily been passed on completely into retail. They'd quite like it to be. Um, yeah. But there is a risk here that, or a chance that the banks go, actually, we think you've overdone it and we don't want to put up our um, price for our product too much. Otherwise, it's going to turn off the customers. And you do wonder if it actually all gets passed through. It's it's an interesting point you make you make there, and it's something I've been chatting with our treasury about. So, given where wholesale rates are, where retail rates are, um, the head of balance sheet at Kiwi Bank noted that that spreads you know a hundred basis points tighter than where it would have been a few years ago. Now, there's a number of drivers behind that. There's the FLP, which we think um, is worth about fifty basis points, closer to 50 basis points, more more than the 15 basis points that the Reserve Bank uh, is telling us they, they think it's worth. And then you've also had this um, much more uh, reduced increase in term deposit rates, and that's mm. the majority of our of our funding. And then, of course, there's other, you know, bits and pieces within our funding mix, which is cheaper. Um, so, you know, for the, for the same level of of a wholesale rate, you know, a retail rate is is a, as much as a hundred basis points mm. lower. Uh, we will see some of that unwind with the flip. Uh, we're not sure how things play out with term deposits going forward. Uh, we would expect them to to widen out a bit again. But um, you know, it is a valid point that the retail rates that we are seeing now are, are definitely lower than uh, would have been expected. Uh, mm. you know, given the move in, in the OCR. Just finally, um, David, um, how do you think the economy here uh, will respond to this? Um, I sort of jokingly said that Adrian Orr had put on the Grinch costume and was going to steal Christmas off everyone. But, uh, but um, you know, this will be a bit of a bit of a punch in the gut, really, for a bunch of uh, people. And there's no chance now for the Reserve Bank, uh, uh, except if there's some massive crisis, no chance now to roll back on it, or uh, basically we just have to wait till February the 22nd now before we get uh, good news if we're going to get it. Uh, How do you think the economy is going to sort of feel about this over Christmas? Yeah, well, I I like your analogy, and it was one actually that one of my colleagues actually came up with this morning as well, so great minds (laughs) uh, in that regard. Uh, And so, yeah, I I think that that is the right type of analogy is that, you know, um, I don't think you know, we, we live in this world of, of watching financial markets very closely, the three of us. Um, and I don't think the um, average uh, New Zealander does. Um, and so I, I, I tend to kind of overestimate um, the, the kind of the response function of households to what the governor says or what the Reserve Bank more broadly says. Um, so maybe, you know, I, I I tend to try and pull some of my expectations back a little bit um, and think a little bit like an outsider. And in that regard, you know, the message today was really, really clear. Um, He went out of his way numerous times to kind of speak to the public. Um, As I say, 
most of them probably aren't listening, but I suspect the the you know the the, the media outlets that uh, most of the public um, do read at some point throughout a day or a week um, will be picking up on this. Will be picking up on this message. Not only that we're heading into recession, but to kind of again sort of cool your jets was one of his mm. statements. Um, and I think you know there's a real behavioural aspect to this, right? If people believe that a recession is coming, then that's almost a foregone conclusion because people's spending habits change almost immediately. Um, and that is my expectation. So, um, Jared, maybe your um, credit card spending figures for this Christmas might show a tiny bit less excitement, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, if you look at our spending data up until September uh, quarter, we've, we're already noticing some interesting things. You know, spending's holding up in nominal terms, which is interesting. Um, but when you think about the inflation mm. that we've had, there's some clear, um, you know, reduction in the volumes that people are consuming. And that's across, you know, things from petrol to, to clothing to, to other uh, things in, in, in these uh, baskets that we look at. I'll be very interested to see how the December quarter uh, plays out and, and also into next year. Uh, and to David's point about uh, mentioning the R word and it becoming self-fulfilling, mm. I, I think that's something we need to be wary of next year. Maybe it's not such a Merry Christmas then. Hey, thank you very much yeah. to David McLeish in, from Fisher Funds and Jared Kerr again from Kiwi Bank. Um, thank you. We really enjoyed uh, a hoon around the Reserve Bank's monetary policy statement. I was going to say Merry Christmas, guys, but at least have a safe Christmas and New Year. That's it. That's it. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Bernard. Great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for that. I shall uh, finish it off here. I really appreciate your time and um, thank you. That's good. And I'll send you links uh, in for you to do, send stuff around and it'll all be open to everyone. So that's all good. Awesome. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Jared. Thank you. Cheers. So there we have it. A snap hoon after the Reserve Bank's monetary policy statement. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was my daily podcast for paying subscribers via the Kaka uh, for Thursday, November the 24th. Ka kite anō.